0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And it's time for Tech Fan Podcast number 467. I am Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. How has your um, week been so far?
1: Yeah, it's not been too bad. Yep. Not too bad. I family uh Christmas Day yesterday. Um, yeah. yeah. We're,
0: we're recording a day later than we usually do. It's Monday, which... Usually I'd be going to work, but I took last week off as well as today. So I've altogether 10 days off. But as far as vacation time, I think it's only like four days, <laughs> five yeah. days of vacation, something yeah. like I, that. I, I, I've got 166 was, hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Some Somebody told me today that here today, because we had um, Boxing Day on Sunday, which is normally a bank holiday, that today is a bank holiday as well. But um I know a lot of stuff was closed, uh, was closed Christmas. Well, most things are closed Christmas Day, but a lot of stuff was open yesterday. I think more stuff's open today.
0: Yeah, we didn't uh, go anywhere other than my dad's house for Christmas. Um, we didn't visit any of Julie's family's side. We usually have a big get together, but because of COVID, once again, um, it just didn't happen. So yeah, And her dad and his dementia is at the point now or traveling because they live in Mishawaka with one of Julie's sisters and he doesn't do well on long drives anymore or big gatherings. So right. Yeah. It's one of those things. And, um, you know, I, part of me likes not having to go anywhere on Christmas. You know, it's kind of nice to hang around and kind of relax and enjoy yourself. But yeah, you know, this is the second Christmas in a row that we didn't go anywhere and it feels weird.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I only went down to pick up my mother uh, and bring her up, bring her over for lunch. Um, so uh, you know, we didn't really do didn't really travel anywhere else, um, and not that we would normally do anyway, particularly far. Um, but but it's I always find it interesting driving out on Christmas Day today uh, this year. Um, you know, normally in Britain, what happens is the morning is completely dead. There's nobody yep. going anywhere because everyone's at home. Your presents, what have you, and, and and lying in what even the people who don't really celebrate Christmas, and then it starts to pick up busy around lunchtime as people start travelling to visit other people for Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, this year it was definitely a lot less. There was the, the traffic, even taking my mum back after lunch in the late afternoon. the Traffic wasn't really as busy as I would normally expect it to be, which was kind of nice.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I yeah, definitely. Um, makes, I, I makes see the remember, same thing here.
1: Yeah, makes you remember, you know, driving used to be a pleasure. It's not anymore.
0: <laughs> not as much. Sometimes it is, but most of the time. Today is a weird day, though. We had, I woke up to some snow on the ground, not very much, and it's been a very mild winter, to put it mildly. No pun intended. Um, it's just been almost a fall like winter. We yeah. had a little bit of snow for a little bit. And then we got a little bit of snow overnight, and I woke up to what I heard was raining, I thought. it was Maybe it was sleet, I wasn't sure, but then I heard thunder. I'm like, really? So now it's, it's I think it's almost done now, but it was raining and snowing and thunder, and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not going anywhere today. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Hopefully it'll be all cleared out by tomorrow. Thunder in the winter, that is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a country song or something.
1: (laughs) Thunder in the winter.
0: It was like
1: my heart after you left.
0: Or it would be a speed metal 80s (laughs) band. Thunder in the winter. Winter thunder. Or it sounds like a monster truck. Winter thunder pulls up to the starting line. I never understood (laughs) the whole monster truck thing. I really don't. It's these giant trucks that you can't do much with anyways they crush some cars that always look like they've been pre-crushed anyways and it seems like the crowd is just waiting for one of them to wreck and fall over it's yeah. ex- it's ex- and they do them most of the time inside of an arena where it's so freaking loud yeah that you can but- literally it, it it deafens you i i've
1: I've always assumed that Monster Trucks is for people who find NASCAR a bit too highbrow for sophisticated. hmm Because <laughs> it's basically, it's it's take NASCAR and blow up the stuff on the track, make it really big, and then put it in a really small place. Yeah,
0: that's pretty much it. I <laughs> never understood it. I mean, I get the people that lift their truck a little bit because they're true off-roading and stuff. That's fine. But the people that lift up their truck and they never go off-roading, it's like, wh- why? Why?
1: What, what are you doing? So I I remember a, a few years ago we were um, oh I think I think it was when we um, it might it might have been when when I went to Florida for my dad's funeral uh, I was staying in this hotel um, and it was on a uh, it was it was on a small business park and the, this hotel it was a, it was a one of these cheap hotels that kind of you know it has people who are doing. Um, college courses, you know, handyman college courses and stuff nearby, on this business park. So, you know, a, a very uh, high turnover of people every day and, and that sort of thing. And it's a cheap hotel for people, you know, who uh, so a lot, a lot of trucks in the car park. Yep. And um, because it's on an industrial kind of like a business park, the uh, the road in there, which will lead to the hotel and to all these other business units, had speed bumps. And I'm I'm driving in one day in my. <laughs> My lousy rental car and in front of me there is this truck just like you describe with the you know the massive wheels uh and the the you can see right underneath the truck the the, the clearance underneath it is at least two and a half three feet so it's really jacked up yeah <laughs> and he gets these speed bumps and no word of a lie he stops and crawls over them at like <laughs> at like five miles an hour and i just think well yeah what's the point of all that mm-hmm. <laughs> you're in the, that jacked up thing oh i need the road clearance i need to be able to go off road and as soon as you hit a speed bump it's like oh i better take this really carefully
0: yeah because he spent more for the suspension on the vehicle than he kept up four brand new trucks yeah yeah uh you see joe uh one of our listeners joe sent in a uh, a cool link uh, here's the funny thing i had seen this like within days of him sending this to us yeah um It's called Grid Studio, and Joe sent this over. He says, when I hit the lotto that he doesn't play, uh, maybe something your listeners would be interested in. It's called gridstudio.cc, not .com, .cc. Um, Grid is G-R-I-D, studio.cc. And what they do is they take, I assume, broken products and dissect them. And they lay these things out in a frame with all the parts listed and it's kind of cool yeah to be honest i mean some of the stuff i i don't know if i i can't really see anything that i would like oh i definitely would like that on my wall but some of it is really cool yeah so the
1: the the difference i I mean if you if you browse any of the kind of the retro game, uh, retro sites, people are into retro computers and, and things like that, you will see this done. Um, people often do it themselves where they find a broken unit and they break it into the... They open it up into the constituent parts and mount it on a board and then put it in a frame. Yeah. The difference with these grid ones is that everything is very nicely labelled up. Um, and, uh, you know, it, so it tells you what all the components are.
0: It's almost a, a work of art.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's what they've kind of done. And so this is this is much nicer than if you did it yourself. Uh, having said that, the price is, is a lot higher. Uh, if you like this aesthetic, as I say, and you've got something old that you want to do this to, uh, like, for instance, what we were talking about on um, on uh, Geek's Pub last week, you have one of those old handheld electronic games from, yeah. from childhood that's broken and you can't get it working anymore, then this would be a kind of cool thing to do with it, which is to... To take it, break it down into the in the case, the parts of the motherboards, and mount them on a piece of card, and then put it in a frame. He uh, has sent a ga- uh,
0: he sent the link to the Game Boy, but yeah, they've got iPhones, they've got they, well. yeah, Nintendo yeah. DS. Um, but
1: the, the the only problem with this is, as he says, um, because of the effort that's gone into this, they're charging a quite a high price for these. Uh, and if you want, if you like the aesthetic, you can do it yourself for much less, but it won't be anywhere near as nice.
0: And they do have um, customized projects. Um, That you send them the thing and it's like a thousand dollars nine ninety nine, which yeah. ooh that that's expensive. Yeah, but I, I think these are pretty cool though.
1: They are, and what they're using is they. I mean they they're obviously putting a lot of effort into these. All the parts are extremely clean. There's no discoloration that you often get on like on the Game Boy one. They're often kind of yellowed. These ones aren't. They're grey. So they're either fixing that with retro bright or their yeah um, that's my guess but some of the
0: screens are broken on the iphone so you can see it's clearly a broken phone yeah which i'm i have no problem with i mean it wasn't going to be used for anything anyways so why not and you know on my shelf behind me um i have uh the original iphone as well as as well as the original uh ipod they're they got double-sided sticky tape so they stick to the you know to the back of the shelf so they don't fall over or anything because okay. neither one of these you can really sit up and i guess i could have bought maybe a little pedestal or something i'm sure someone on ebay or one of those crafty sites has a 3d printed thing that says i original ipad or iphone yeah. or you know ipod and you can put it in that that'd, that'd probably work even better but i just thought it was cool i have these i have nothing to do with them i'll put them on a shelf and kind of display them you know tech history
1: so let me ask you and they're you, small.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not buying an Apple 1 or an Apple 2 or a Lisa or any of those things.
1: Uh, somebody who has a lockup <coughs> full of old uh, re- retro computers that I collected over the years uh, yeah. and they're all stuck in the in the garage because I have nowhere to put them. Right. Um I I very much sympathize with that. But that 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 leads me to my question. Um your attitude to kind of this retro stuff is do you think it's important? I mean, from your point of view, is it important for you to have stuff that works and can be used, or do you are you not not as? I mean, obviously, a lot of your stuff is stuff you actually had, and so it still works. But if you if you were going out and collecting stuff, suppose you wanted an
0: an Apple II now to display. No, would you I don't. Want one I don't. That works. No, or would I don't you care. One
1: that you don't care. No. Yeah.
0: I, I to me if i'm if i'm if it's a true collection where these things are in mint condition yes you you need it working if you want it for a shelf for a display uh an apple history or something like yeah. that then I don't think it matters as much it could be gutted for all I care like yeah I bought the Mattel um oh what the heck was it called television no well I've got I think that's, the Intellivision is one of the only rare, so well, it's not really rare, but vintage video game systems I don't have. Right. Um, <clears throat> I could have bought one 500 times in the last yeah. two decades. I just chose not to um, because I don't have any nostalgic feelings for my I never owned one, nor yeah. did I even want one, to be honest. But, um, no, my first computer, I forget what it's called now, and it doesn't matter. I bought Aqu- one. Oh, the Aquarius. Aquarius, thank you. Yeah. I kept thinking Aqua, and I'm like, that's that's not Aqua. The Aquarius, it works, I'm told, when I bought it. Yeah. I never plugged it in or hooked it up to anything because I I don't care. You know, it was more for the aesthetics. So if I'm just collecting for aesthetics, then it doesn't matter. As long as it looks good, I don't want something that's all scratched and beat up. Or yellow. Or yellowed, yep. Now, I, I have been browsing um ebay for vintage handheld or table game systems okay um, yeah, me, me
1: too after us discussing it last week
0: <laughs> and did you buy I, any yet i haven't no but i've Dicks. got i've got a couple yeah that are older that, well wait a minute let me go maybe i did buy something and i don't remember let me look go to my purchase history on ebay uh, oh yes i did actually <laughs> I forgot about that one. It's 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 coming this week.
1: So so anybody who doesn't listen to Geeks Pub, um, we last week we discussed um, the toys that we that we enjoyed and had fond feelings for from our childhoods, uh, and we did get into it was a slight discretion because one of my uh, a digression because one of mine was was Merlin with the handheld electronic game the right. red thing that kind of looked like a phone. Um, and then we started talking about those things because we were, we kind of got on a bit of a tangent. And yes, I did exactly the same thing after mm-hmm. after that show. I thought, hmm, uh, we we did look at briefly at eBay on the show and uh, and looked at some of the prices. But I, yeah, I did a bit more browsing afterwards. I ended up buying two. I bought couldn't get the original Red Merlin. Um that does seem to be quite rare and when you do find one that's working, quite expensive. But I found the sequel to it called Master Merlin. Yeah. It was go it was going for twenty pounds. Yeah, nobody um, wants it. it. Yeah? Uh, and this has nine different games than the original thing. And it, it I t one of the other reasons people don't like it, it's butt up uh, compared to the original one, it's butt ugly. It's like <laughs> you know, it's big, chunky, grey not remotely aesthetic at all compared to the original one it actually looks quite horrible um but you know it was close closest i was going to get to merlin so um uh yeah it it kind of looks like they took the original one and stuck it in a big gray plastic surround and then made the whole thing gray it's really quite nasty it hasn't arrived here yet because obviously christmas um and the other thing i got and i did mention this on the show last week was i uh, again for 20 pounds i got a split second which was another oh, yeah, game yeah. I did. Yep. Now, Split Second, I I didn't have one, never had one, but I've played it before, and it's really kind of cool. Um, and so I'm I'm looking forward to getting that. Both fully working, and again, not very much money.
0: I just I was going to send you a link, and I decided not to, but I did a link. Well, I could send this to you if I want. Um, some of the I bought a couple months ago. Uh, Probably my favorite was, um, other than the ColecoVision that we talked about, was um, on Geek's Pub, was these Pac-Man games, handheld games. Yeah. And I don't remember owning any of them. Well, I bought one that... Actually, I bought two. I bought what's called Pac-Man 2, and one was called Puck-Man, but it was Pac-Man. And I'm familiar with both of
1: those, because at the time those were out... And these were everywhere after pac-man became big basically yep. everyone was just knocking it off um and pac-man so
0: 2 was black and blue
1: yeah and, and then and the, the thing about pac-man 2 is it has uh it's a two-player game it, you can play against each other at the same time it yep. has controls at either end of the of the game
0: so i uh, have that and i also have the tommy tronics pac-man which yeah. was yellow almost looks like a cylon face or something yeah I've got both of those and uh, they both work. In fact, the the Tommy Tronica ones, I've been looking at that one for years. Yeah. And they always seem to be expensive. And then I came across a listing on eBay that it looked like it was in perfect condition and was still in the box. It wasn't unopened, but so, you know, but it was in the box. And so I bid on it and I won, which I don't usually bid. I usually do buy it now because I hate the bidding thing. But I won the, and it was half of what I was seeing them go for. And this one actually had the box. Right. So I was like, "Yeah, I bet it's gonna be shittier than I think. It was way better than I thought. It had the instructions, it had the warranty card in there, it had the styrofoam. It yeah. looks like it was never played. I opened the battery compartment and it's nice and tight. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't there's no battery rot in there at all. I couldn't believe it. Now that's, that's I haven't I haven't put batteries in it to try it. Right. But then the same week, I also got the Pac-Man 2, and that one I did try, and it was in really good shape. Both of those are on the shelf behind me. But one that I've looked at for years, because it is my favorite game, and I've never got one because they're generally pretty expensive, over $100, is Burger Time. Mm -hmm. And they didn't sell them in the U.S. They came from Japan, even though it's all in English, which I thought was odd. Um, But no, I finally got one on eBay, so
1: so this is a, a vintage one it's not a modern one
0: the burger time yeah vintage yep but what i was getting at was i just found a website that you and i might end up spending a lot of money on <laughs> no uh, i'm going to put a link in the show notes you got the show notes open yeah so it's called vintage Oh no! Yes, and it's this is eBay for vintage toys. Yes. Well, it, it's not you. It's just buy it now. Yeah. So it looks like they have stock. They're not. It's not a, an eBay oh, it, thing. Oh, it's not. Oh, right. So it's not people
1: selling their own. It's it's they're they're getting stuff in and reselling it. Yes. Okay. So with it, I I can see a Burger Time here on the front page. Is that the one you have? The, That's exactly uh, the one. The LCD that, Yep, one? and I
0: got it for sixty. Wow. mm Hmm. Oh, yeah. they got a Merlin, a Master Merlin. Yeah. For 27.95. Now you can see how fugly it is. <laughs> I don't know, it's not a you said I thought you said it was beige. No, no, uh, gray. It's black yeah. and gray, yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. But they've got a lot of stuff on here cuz I clicked electronic games. I don't care about toys or action figures or stuff like that. Um, but they've got a lot a lot of stuff up here that i'm like oh ooh, ooh, ah yeah i mean some really in fact i'm going to um keep a link of this uh, put it right underneath the playstation plus um yeah they got a lot of stuff man
1: the good thing about this is it collects together what a lot of these things look like so if you then if you then come across them because one of the problems we have now, like for instance, if you scroll down, there's about halfway down, there's a, a vintage 1977 Mattel handheld football game. Yeah. Now I had one of those as a kid. It was really really fun. Um, the problem is, it has been a lot of these now are being reproduced, and when they're sold, if you find them online, like it's particularly on eBay or something. Which can, one are you looking some, at? Um, it's about halfway down it's kind of a beige thing um what oh
0: yeah 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 i yeah, see it, see yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah? i had that one
1: yeah i i think a lot of people did and it was it used um it had no graphics it literally used little um led, LED dots uh yeah led pips on the display to represent the represent the players and that sort of thing it was still pretty fun for the time um But that one in particular, I know, has been reproduced in more recent times. And very often, if you want the original one, you'll go looking online, and then you'll not realize that they're selling a modern version rather than the original one. And, of course, they jack the price up because nostalgia. Um, And, obviously, if you're collecting, you probably want the original one rather than the the modern version.
0: This is a very cool website. It is, yeah. So anybody out there who is into... Um, this kind of thing, there you go. Um, They even have, what's Toy Talk? I bet it's a podcast or something. It looks like a blog site or something. Uh, Toys, they have uh, motorized, older, prototype, die-cast action figures. I mean, if you don't want to go through the whole eBay thing, May I, and I haven't bought from this site so I can't really say Yeah, but I don't know, there's something about this that, oh, they got board games too oh really old stuff, yeah. not a I, lot I mean, there. The, the, these sorts of sites are great if you
1: just want to see pictures of these things again, yes. you don't necessarily want to own one, they're great because everything that you might want to find is kind of collected together in one place.
0: It looks like um, their bread and butter though is toys and electronic games. Yeah alien yeah. chase 1984 i remember seeing that uh i remember electronic quarterback which was kind of like the football one yeah it this is pretty cool i mean the one i always wanted was that donkey kong jr but even here it's 219 dollars. that's i'm not spending that kind of money
1: i was i was i always preferred the aesthetic of the original coleco games rather than that one because the original ones kind of do look like shrunk down arcade machines whereas the donkey Kong junior doesn't
0: no it doesn't at all but no. I, because i had the original donkey kong from coleco this was it looked different and it looked you know i so i kind of wanted it be, yeah. just because it was different yeah hmm mm-hmm. good times this is a pretty cool site um so if anybody out there listening is into stuff like this vintage toy emporium.com Definitely worth a, a twenty-minute viewing on your phone or something while you're having lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's right. you know what I the, mean. It's the
1: sort of thing that that um, people come up behind you, and go, "What are you looking at?" and you kind of want to go, Nothin', "Nothing, nothing,
0: <laughs> nothing." It's not <laughs> porn. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, they got a blip.
1: Yeah, I I, I, just, I had a blip uh, that I sold not so long ago. Actually, did you really? Yeah. yeah. Um, Wow, because, you know what?
0: They've got a good price on it too. Yeah,
1: blip blip was kind of it was kind of really weird because it was electromechanical. But the thing is, mine was starting to degrade, and I didn't want to see it.
0: Yeah, most right. of these and you it, find on eBay are broken, not working. They had a driving was, game too. I think it was the same company.
1: Yeah, and so it, it used Clockwork, uh, and then it used Clockwork to drive the. Um, to, to drive the little bit of electronics it had. Blip was literally just one LED that was moving back and forth but right. it was kind of an electromechanical version of Pong it was it was yes, like kind exactly. of
0: cool yep. I, played, I played the hell out of it when I was a kid Oh I, um, I remember you know. playing it I think someone left it at grandma's house because it was there forever yeah. and you know every Christmas we would um, hang out in the basement and my cousin Misty and I and play stuff like this these handheld video games yeah. or listen to records or so you know
1: blip blip was it was very and, and that's sometimes the thing you miss from modern toys it was very it, it was very cleverly designed yes. whoever came up with blip to turn turn that into a toy that that was affordable to make really was cuz effectively the led that represented the ball for pong would go back and forth between three different spots on on either side of the playfield, but it was driven by a clockwork motor that you couldn't see because it was all hidden underneath a yep. dark screen. Um, and uh, so, apart from the the batteries lasted forever because all it was doing was lighting up the LED. Yeah, it didn't uh, take much. Yeah, and and the um, you know the rest of it, you you would turn a little handle on the front and, and wind it up to actually be able to play the game. And it, you could play two player as well, which was also Relatively rare for those sorts of games in the early days. So
0: uh,
1: yeah, Blip was fun.
0: Um, oh, look at that! I'm buying Blip right now. <laughs> it's oh. it, dude. It's well with shipping. It's thirty one ninety. Yeah,
1: if only I'd. Uh, and they
0: use PayPal, so I I I, I sold one for more than that.
1: <laughs> if only I'd see? known that you were interested, I could have sold it to you.
0: Yeah, for more <laughs> than this. Um, I just want to see how this website works, so I. Remind me in uh, on the next next geeks pub or tech fan, and I'll let you know how you know it, okay will it come how what the condition is yeah
1: um but that that was from Tomy, and Tomy did a lot of
0: oh yeah games the yeah they did a lot, and they always seem to use the black plastic and everything, yeah, so yeah i uh I've got burger time and now blip coming cool. I want the racing game with the little steering wheel.
1: <laughs> well, that was, yeah, that was electromechanical mechanical as well. You, uh, yes. the, the road was scrolled by yeah. clockwork yeah. and then you had a little light up car to actually, uh,
0: to steer back and forth. Yeah. Once you got the hang of it, it wasn't much of a challenge because it's the same road over and over and yeah. over, but it was fun when you're nine years old and you're playing with this thing. It was a great time.
1: So I've just I've just found a uh, a a site that was talking about Blip and apparently if you're in bright enough light then uh, you don't need to even need to turn the LED on. <laughs> really?
0: That's funny. I'm not surprised though. Yeah. But you know, before we started recording we were talking about there's just not a lot of tech news and tech happenings going on right now. And that well, makes, yeah. you know, discussing something that we're excited about here on Tech Fan, <clears throat> let's just say challenging because Not that we're a news site, but, you know, we've got to be interested in something going on. In
1: in developments, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, Um, I'll I'll say, you know, the the new telescope that NASA just launched is uh, very interesting, but it's another month before it even gets to where it's going to be, and it's probably going to be six months before we start seeing any kind of results and pictures. Yeah. But that's interesting, but that's something that we'll talk about when they start, you know, showing us signs of civilizations on a world 10 light years away (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: until then. It's just like, okay, they did it. And I
1: like to imagine that when they zoom in on that civilization, it's going to be like that Star Trek episode, a piece of the action where they've, they've picked up our TV stuff and modeled their civilization on. That's right. Yeah. It'll be like Chicago gangsters, you know? Yeah, it will be (laughs) Um, playing. So, so we've, uh, I mean, kind of all the new stuff and everything has been a little bit stymied by, you know, combination of, of the pandemic and then this huge shortage of electronics that's that's kind of arisen, yep. which means that all, you know, many companies are struggling to get products out. They're even struggling to get established products out, let alone launch new ones. And then the pandemic has also kind of, I think people are still trying to figure out the... The news cycle uh, post pandemic. I know that CES is happening in a couple of weeks, but I can't imagine it's going to be anything like it normally.
0: Microsoft's already pulled out because of the pandemic. Yeah, and COVID. and I
1: did I did tweet to um, uh, you know you know Sean who used to do all the uh, Sean King Sean King yeah I yeah. tweeted to him the other day because he was saying oh, I can't believe that CES is going on and I said <laughs> I said frankly the fact that anybody feels the need to traveled to las vegas in a pandemic to announce the latest 8k tv shows that, that as a civilization we're probably doomed yeah you know um so i i don't expect uh, C- i expect ces to be even less interesting than it normally is it's normally not interesting because half the products that get shown off there never make never never actually reach the market um but uh but yeah so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird time really in terms of in terms of developments and and what's going on that's new and and i think we might the the rest of this year might be a little bit like this where there'll be less um kind of new product launches because i think a lot of the stuff that we've seen in the last six to eight months was stuff that was obviously well developed well before the pandemic and over the next year i think we're going to see the effects of the pandemic in people's ability to bring
0: new stuff to the market I was just kind of browsing around, and I found something, and it's bringing up a bigger question for me. There are still a lot of people who use mice and keyboards, yeah? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Why don't we have storage devices built into those? Uh, What kind of. Uh, have a little like SS- an SSD, yeah,
1: in, in the keyboard, because most yeah. people most people use those wirelessly now.
0: Yeah, but if you wanted to use it as a hard drive, just plug it in. Yeah, or you can still do it wirelessly. It would just be extremely slow. Yeah, I or
1: Kickstarter.
0: Well, there's a company that's doing it on a mouse, but I thought, well, why not a keyboard? I mean, because you get super small SSD at one terabyte. I mean, you get. You can load this thing up with a whole bunch of little slots, and you just slide in your own hard drive. And hell, you got a little RAID right there on your keyboard. Well, I, I don't think I'd want something
1: quite that sophisticated, really. I mean, I uh, my media server that's sat right in front of me here is running off a two fifty six gigabyte USB drive, and it you know for media it's fine. You don't need high data rates for that,
0: so. But I'm talking could, about just storage. It's
1: just yeah, storage. What, I, what I'm saying is, you could build two fifty-six gig or five twelve gig of uh, EMC, eMMC or SD card type storage into any anything like a keyboard or a mouse really easily, and you could just make you know you wouldn't it wouldn't have to be swappable. You just make it available to the system every time you put the USB card card in. Hmm. Um, and uh, people, I guess, I suppose maybe the reason is is that. I mean, do you think the need for separate storage is kind of going away? Yes. We, most of our devices now have... I mean, really, unless you've got... If you've got massive photo collections or you're doing video editing Which I or do and I don't. Yeah. Um, most people don't need more than... I mean, if you've got 256 gig or a 512 gig SSD in your computer, that's more than enough storage storage for your day-to-day stuff, your programs
0: and the data you're kind of using regularly you know the big problem now that i see and it's been around for a while is that so many people are not backing up their photos at all they're taking all these photos on their phones especially older generations people in their 70s now and they don't know how to what they don't know where to what to do with these photos i mean if if it's on the phone maybe it's on facebook or pinterest or something but that's it there is no yeah. backup. If they lose their phone, they lose all these pictures. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what it's like on the Android side, but obviously Apple encourages you to use it iCloud. iCloud. But again, the the difficulty is with with that. The difference between printed photos or, or or developed photos we used to have them is you you would either have them in those little wallets or you can yep. stick them in the book if you were more organised after you're not around people can still pick them up and look at them they don't get lost um, what we have at the moment is they're kind of every- they're locked in everybody's personal kind of area uh, and by design those areas are designed not to be available to anybody else for privacy reasons but the problem is if you you know if, if you go away for one of the various reasons you can go away on the, on the basis nowadays um, if you've not specifically made provision to allow people to access that stuff it's lost it's it's ne- you're never going to see it again um and i i do you are right that that people may lose entire families worth of memories just because when somebody goes they've got no way of getting them back you know if you're the principal photo taker in your family and very often um one of us is you know, it's normally either the mom or the dad is the one who, who likes to take pictures of all the kids. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if, if you lose access to those accounts, those pictures are lost forever because you'll never get them back.
0: Did I you know see Apple, uh, Apple yeah. uh, release something called Digital Legacy where you can actually set up for another person to access your your iPhone data, if you will, whether it's in the cloud or on the phone, phone itself, if you die? Yeah.
1: And, and I, th- I think that's a very good idea. But, again, the problem is you need to have the person whose phone it is to have taken the proactive step to sign up for that. Well,
0: but, uh, yeah, know, th- I don't think that's a problem. But, I mean, at least someone is starting to think far yeah. ahead. Like, well, you know what? They got all these photos on here. The person died. Nobody knows their passcode. We can't unlock it here at Apple. And even if we could, who do we unlock it for the wife and then all of a sudden you find the pictures of the mistress you know well that that, that's that's a separate problem is that is that (laughs) but no i mean no it's part of the same problem but who who do they give the phone to unlocked if even if apple could unlock it for someone which they can which which they they can. can don't
1: get don't get me wrong they can they don't have for all their privacy stuff they have access to the keys yes yeah right they can unlock it for you um but you're right there needs to be a process around that which doesn't involve you taking you know you going to court to prove to apple that you are who you say you are and you've got rights to those photos right and a judge to direct them to do it so what they've done is they've built a system that kind of puts a process around that the difficulty is and and this is absolutely true the problem is is (laughs) when you're gone yeah, there is no, there's no discretion here. They either get access to everything on the phone yep. or nothing on the phone. Yeah, and the reality is, is that there, you know, many people will have things they do want to pass on to their um, relatives when they're gone, but they they will probably appreciate a chance to kind of. Um, curate what they're passing on (laughs) curate sanitize call it what you will there will be stuff on there that that, that is still private and they don't won't want to do they won't want their family to see it what's this what's this photo album or things like that what's this photo album called spank bank what's that (laughs) that? (laughs) Hello I mean, I mean, obviously, if you get the phone and, and your internet search history is there, there may be searches that you wouldn't want your uh, family to see. Yeah. Um, and so, so that is that is still a problem, and, and I guess people will have to learn how to deal with that as these things become more prevalent. <laughs> you know, basically, you know, people will have two phones. They'll have the naughty phone and the family phone. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, I. Uh... And 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about people up to anything um untoward there. I'm not talking about people who you know, look, people have affairs, it's they're adults, they're allowed to do that, all that sort of thing. But the problem is you don't want that to be your legacy if you get no. hit by a truck. Is for your you, you know, your grieving family to then find out perhaps some of your um more peculiar predilections or kinks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's an issue. Yeah. Um speaking of issues, have you um I don't know, I, I I don't know if you have access to it, but The Matrix new movie came out. I hope Uh, you watch it before the next Geeks Pub. I would like to talk about
1: it. Alexander has seen it. He went with his girlfriend to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, you know, he said it was really good, but I I don't think he's desperately familiar with the original material. Right. (laughs) So, um, you know, he probably, I don't know whether it resonated with him as as much as it will for me. Um,
0: You should definitely watch it.
1: Uh, I will say that. Yeah, so, right, so this is the thing, because, you know, one of the things I was terrified about before this came out, and I think I said this a few weeks ago, is that actually it might be a, a car crash movie in the same way that the the two sequels the original Matrix
0: movie was. It's not. It's better than both sequels, but it's also, I will say this, it's unnecessary.
1: Right, well, yeah, but any, I mean, any kind of nostalgia revisit is effectively unnecessary, isn't it? It's always... Yeah, mining, but the, with the, the matrix source material, but the
0: matrix is, was something different. They didn't yeah. really build a universe. That's what it wasn't the point of the matrix. Yeah, well, they you kind of know. did,
1: but but that was the plot.
0: But it was self-contained. It, yeah, exactly, it was yeah. what it was.
1: And, and and I think originally they had no intention to do a sequel to it either. Correct. Um, and when, and really, what the Matrix had going for it, the original movie, was that it was such. And a, it, while the idea wasn't original, the way they implemented the idea was
0: completely original. Yeah. Um, there are some and, parts of it that I really enjoyed, the new one. The new and one. In some yeah. parts I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say okay. that they combined the best and the worst of all three of the first Matrix movies. Did it have the Merovingian in it? Yes. <sighs> yeah, but they're not who you think they are anymore. Uh, that was know. that was one of the parts I was just like, Ugh. I, I I mean, I've got to give credit for them coming
1: up with the word Merovingian. Um, I presume it's it's a historical word. I don't probably, know, but
0: but but using that in the movies. I think it, I think it's uh, arrogant asshole is the direct <laughs> translation. <laughs>
1: oh well, <but laughs> I must be living the matrix though, because I know lots of Merovingians.
0: It's uh, yeah, yeah, I know quite a few of them. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. I don't really have a whole lot of anything else to talk about. There's just not a lot going on, unfortunately, David. And we're only oh, yeah. like forty minutes into the show. So, well, you know, let's let's look back over the year. What kind of what what jumped out for you over the year this year? Um, nothing. I mean, nothing. that's the thing. There was no products release that blew me away. Um you know look at a gaming you know you still can't go out and buy a ps5 or an xbox j or x or whatever the hell it is you know i have the xbox series s the new one so do i yeah. and i personally and i own a ps5 but that's cuz i got a special invite from yeah. sony directly but i'll be honest with you i play the xbox more mostly because of the i've been revisiting san andreas uh-huh. Um, because it's so much easier to play with the new controller scheme. Have they um, fixed a
1: lot of the bugs now?
0: Uh, I, there's been no update, but I haven't really hit any of the bugs that I was. I, I have seen a couple cars humping in parking lots, but other than that, um, maybe that's not a bug. Maybe that's game design. Well, it's game design. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two pickup trucks going at it in the rural part of the game. You're like, oh, that's ah, nice. you know why that's that is? Unseamly. Because they're
1: pickup trucks. It's yeah, right there in
0: the name. It's, it's in the name. um yeah it's i really haven't come across any bugs is the graphics that much better not really there's some characters in it now that probably looked better in the original than the new one now it's like they went halfway but not all the way and updating it but it's infinitely for me more fun than the first time i played through it simply because of the controls it's so much easier switching weapons driving is easier they took basically the Grand Theft Auto Fives controls and mapped it to the old games. And it's yeah. it's a way better and, and more uh, accessible game because of it. I'm blowing through missions that took me four or five times the first time around. And I was yeah. probably a better gamer back then because this yeah I mean, this game is what, seventeen years old, so I was yeah. in my thirties. Yeah.
1: I, I've had very much the same experience uh, recently. Uh, anybody who's listened to the show before knows that I'm a really, really big fan of Space Sims and Wing Commander in particular. Yeah. Um, so just before Christmas, I actually picked up a new computer. Well, it's new to me. It's a Microsoft Surface Book, yep. the original one from 2015. Probably pretty um, cheap. Uh, yeah, it was. Considering how powerful the computer is, it was pretty cheap. This is the one... The Surface Book is the one that... Um, it's a tablet uh, with a kind of a keyboard base on it um, and the idea is, is you can take it off and turn it into a tablet We you want to nobody ever does that with a Surface put they just use it like a laptop yep. but the base has a um, um, relatively aged now but it has a um, a second battery and also a graphics processor in it well, better than the Intel graphics has an Nvidia thing so it's, it's kind of a kind of a nice classic gaming rig really um, for older games and so um, in the past, I played Wing Commander e- from uh, good old games using DOSBox, and DOSBox is is a fantastic piece of t- technology that emulates a DOS PC. But with games like Wing Commander, which are very speed sensitive and and everything, it's really quite difficult to get them running the way they used to. Yep. Uh, and if you do get them running the way you, they used to, you realise part of the reason the games are so hard is because they're kind of jerky and not terribly responsive. So, Wing Commander was updated for Windows ninety five um, in the uh, in the mid to late nineties. There's something called the Kilrathi Saga, uh, and uh, God, I
0: haven't heard that name in a long time.
1: Yeah, I know. So this the, the Kilrathi Saga has the first three Wing Commander games. Uh, I remember. They were, they, yeah, they were updated to run run natively under Windows. Um, now, there's a guy who's. <laughs> He's basically done some extra work to make these work really well on the windows, modern windows. Um, he's updated. He's done some graphics updates. He fixed some bugs. He's sort the sound out and everything. And effectively it, it kind of really brings the game up to what I think the designers originally wanted. And I've been playing the first, first one on this new surface book that I got new to me, uh, with a, with a proper flight stick. And it's, it's, yeah, it's same th- same thing you're ex- you're experiencing. I find it much easier to play. Yeah, be- just because everything's moving at a decent frame rate, and there's no input lag. Um, you know, the, a lot of the bugs have been avoided. The game just runs a lot better, and it's much more enjoyable. And I actually, uh, you know, have been enjoying playing my way through that again
0: for the first time in many many years. So uh, I think I've got farther in San Andreas than I ever did before without using cheat codes.
1: Yeah. I, I mean I'm because I'd to,
0: get so yeah. frustrated. I'm like, Grr.
1: yeah. And that, same for me. I, I've I've virtually finished the first game, uh, and I did it in like two sessions, which I
0: never managed to do. No, I yeah. You that's yeah. like there's a there's three missions when you get to San Fierro, um, with this one character that you have to control. Oh, geez, the remote control helicopter, which is the easiest of the bunch. Yeah. a remote control plane where you have to shoot like f- six different targets mm-hmm. that one on the original ps2 was almost impossible to play it was so difficult yeah i spent like a week just getting past that mission and i wasn't even having fun i was getting so freaking frustrated yeah. i blew through it in two times this time
1: and, and that's the thing I, I know that traditionalists will say oh well you know the game's easier it's not as much fun it's, that's not always the case because no you, it's definitely fun no. if you get stuck on a mission where you know what the objective is and you know how to do it and you're capable of doing it and you just don't
0: well the, the, problem with, again. Yeah, the problem with that, the drone mission on the old system was it was so freaking difficult you were fighting the controls to get it to do what you want it to do yeah. and on the new one it's about 90% better, yeah. which meant I could actually kind of control what I was trying to do, Yeah. whereas on the other one, it was just horrendous.
1: So the challenge becomes almost beating yourself <clears throat> rather than beating the 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 hardware and the environment and the
0: game. Yeah, so. I, I find myself less exploring like I did the first time because even back then, the, I think this game came out in 2007, 6, 5, somewhere in there, um what well, 17 years old so you do the math i don't feel like it yeah. um and i bought it when it was brand new i mean i remember the hype for gta san andreas it was yeah still one of the biggest video games of all times but it was open worlds were still kind of a new thing and nothing was bigger than this game um to this day it's still within the top 10 largest areas you can explore um environment wise and I just spent a lot of time exploring and driving around and looking at stuff. And I'm doing a lot less of that now because the open world concept isn't that big of a deal anymore. I'm like, yeah, I've, you know, it's open world. I get it. And that looks cool, but I want to finish this mission. Yeah. Whereas before, I'd be like, ooh, let's go back here and look around. This is kind of neat. Um, but that being said, when it comes to the open world and kind of exploring and the Matrix, I'm going to combine the two here. I don't know if you've downloaded it yet, but there's this Matrix thing on the Xbox that you can download for free. No, I didn't know that. Um, I don't think it's called Resurrections. It's something.
1: I I think I remember reading
0: about this. It's it's almost like a tech demo, is it? That's all it is. It's got five minutes of action at the beginning, and it's not even a challenge. a, a, A puppy could get past this. But the whole point is, it's an Unreal Engine tech demo. Right. And the graphics are just amazing. I mean it's yeah. And you can go in and toggle different things on and off and see the code if you will, kind of like the Matrix in a way. Yeah. But the the it's just amazing. Your character can fly around. I Um, I actually
1: thought when I saw video of this when it first came out, I thought to myself, hmm, that kind of looks like uh one of the sequel movies some of the action scenes from it yes which, which obviously were mostly cgi so yep. effectively we're getting the point where we can get movie quality cgi well i watched on a game now.
0: i watched some interviews about this because i played it or played with it is probably more apt term yeah um and i was blown away by how big it is and how detailed it is and how realistic it looks i mean it is it's it's so impressive oh no i had it on uh i did it on the ps5 because of yeah yeah. Uh, but it is on the xbox as well but i kept thinking as i'm going around this basically new york although it's not how much fun a, a game would be an actual game would be in this environment because it's so realistic and it's it's mammoth it's just huge yeah and uh then i watched some interviews and basically the company that developed it is giving this away as a tech demo but they're letting other developers have access to the source code and everything if they want to build a game using this they can they're free to do so
1: okay cool
0: and um you know it was a relatively small team did it less than 100 people and they they all pretty much did it remotely because of the pandemic and it, I have to be honest with you, you could see where games could be in here, but just as a tech demo, it's mind blowing how far this is the same technology they use in the Mandalorian, yeah. you know, and for them just to kind of put it out there for free, just to kind of a calling card is just, wow, <laughs> it's it's so impressive. So
1: Yeah, so I've done that. Very cool thing you can do with the Xbox, where um, you're on a different computer, on my iPad in this case, and you can just go on to the Xbox Amy site and click download. Yeah, uh, and and it just basically is sent to your Xbox. So yes. I have it now. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're going to want to talk about that on the next Geeks Pub because it's so interesting. It really is the the game part of it's like okay, sure. Yeah, well that um, that's not what
1: they were building. Were no. Building the, no,
0: you just you yeah. just get past this little matrixy thing, and then it, there's nothing to do. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you can walk around, you can drive, and you can fly. That's it. Yeah. But just those three things in this environment, even Cole, who is you know, 14, so realistic graphics is kind of his thing. Um, yeah. Is going wow. That's that is really cool. Whoa, that that this looks is- real.
1: This is what I've been looking for from the next-gen consoles. Yes, you know, as you know, I was on the I stuck with the Xbox 360 until very, very recently because my view was that you looked at the later generations and yeah, you could see the improvements of the graphics, but you could could still tell it was a game on the console. Yeah, it wasn't the big jump that I was kind of hoping for.
0: Right. You know, I
1: played. um, So I played Halo Four on on my Xbox, uh, which was obviously was a, a 360 game. Uh, and on the Xbox One. Then I placed Halo 5, which was an Xbox One-only game. And it, Halo 5 was definitely far more impressive graphically. Uh, and now Halo Infinite's come out, and I've only had a quick look at that. And that is a real step up again. But all of them really are not what you would call photorealistic, which is kind of what you're. Ex- we've been led to believe
0: these next-gen consoles can give us. Well, um, some of the best games have nothing to do with photorealistic. The gameplay yeah. itself, but... I get exactly what you mean. I'm at this next generation, and it kind of only looks like a marginal better difference than what I played before. Um, But I think we are at the point now with the new Xbox J or XJ, I don't know, and PS5. Remember, it takes developers a couple years to really learn how to harness the power of these new systems. That's always been the case. Uh, Go back and look at... um, on the Xbox 360 when it first released I remember playing Saints Row on there before it yeah. became the crap that it is now um, back when it was basically GTA that's all it was yeah. and the graphics blew me away it was so much better than what you know San Andreas was at the time yeah. the gameplay was fun but if you look at the footage of the, now on the Xbox 360 that first generation of games on the Xbox 360 it looked stupid compared yeah. to when Gears of War came out, like three years later, when they finally learned how to harness the power of the Xbox three sixty, that first Gears of War game blew me away. Yeah. When when they had that um the Mad World trailer for it. Yeah. I don't, yeah. You know, and that's yeah. what the game actually looked like. It was yeah. unbelievable. So and, and we're at that point now with the PS Five yeah. and the new Xbox. That well, look, yeah, look at GTA Five away. on
1: the three sixty. Oh when yeah, that came out. And it, and that was a step up again, and that was because it was at the right end, right at the end of three sixty, where the, they can yeah.
0: harness the power.
1: Yeah, really yep. extracted everything out of it. So yeah, because
0: oh, yeah. the GTA Four came out on the three sixty as well, and it looked janky compared to the GTA Five. Yeah yeah absolutely so we're at that point where we just have to it's why you don't need to get the first the the beginning of this new generation you don't need to get it right away because there's nothing out there to really do with it um historically i do think that's changed especially with the xbox series x and microsoft's game pass yeah um because now you literally, if you can't find a game that's worth playing with with those two things, spending four hundred bucks for the console—is it two ninety nine or three ninety nine?
1: Uh well, the Series S, uh,
0: I think it's $299. two ninety nine. So three hundred bucks, and then what, a hundred dollars a year, if that, for the Game Pass? Yeah, it's it, the amount of content that you immediately have access to, and you will need an external hard drive, um, yeah. is mind boggling. You can get games when they're first released for essentially free. Well, with paid subscription.
1: Yeah. But and remember, you can buy uh, Xbox has a scheme where you can actually pay for the console interest free uh, and have the Game Pass as well. So you're only paying monthly, not even paying an upfront right cost. It,
0: it's it's unbelievable. The value is, I think, the best in gaming right now yeah. by and far.
1: Now, yeah, and and Sony, don't give me. I think. Sony is planning to launch a similar service for the yep, PS5, they but are. the difference is you can't buy the PS5 anywhere. You can find the uh, the 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 S in particular is be, has, is a lot more available.
0: Though I think over Christmas they've been very hard to get as well. I um, saw them in stores. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but I, they I sell out pretty stores. quickly. They do, but I actually saw some in stores. I've never seen the high end Xbox or the PS5 in a store. And I don't think that's going to change over the next year. I think you're still going to be hearing about shortages a year from now, especially on the PS Five. Yeah. You know, as someone who owns a PS Five, um, I am playing some games on it, and I'm just blown away how big this thing is. It's it's, it's so freaking big, and I'm glad I got it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I didn't have to pay extra, you know, but it it. It's still a year away from games that really take advantage of the power of these new systems. So if you don't have one yet, don't worry. There's there's really not a lot out there that you can't play on an Xbox One or a PS4. Yeah. So,
1: with and, that... and Yeah, I've, I've the, only, the only other thing I say, I read all the time about like people, you know, and they're trying to get hold of GPOs for their gaming PCs and everything. Uh, you know, maybe this is an old man comment, but why you would go through the effort of putting together a very expensive PC and all the tuning involved and everything to play games at the highest frame rates when you can go out and buy one of these consoles and it's just plug and play. I don't understand it anymore.
0: You know um,
1: uh, Now maybe may, as I say, maybe it, that's it's just it's old a mentality.
0: You can't be bothered. Well no, because you know, we but, did the same thing back in the day. Yeah, but back I,
1: in the day there were yeah, the PC was the only way to get certain Qualities of games. It's not like that anymore. That's that's kind of my point. Most of the
0: games you you
1: play on the PC are available on console anyway. Yeah, but you can
0: actually build your PC today, and you can't get a PS5 today. So uh, I will say that. uh, Yeah, no, that's unless you want a graphics card because good luck with that. Yeah, but
1: you can get. What what we're saying is, you can get an Xbox and get ninety percent of that of that
0: um, quality for probably ten percent of the effort. Yeah, but I think part of the high end gaming PC thing is. Is kind of the rolling your own, you know. I think yeah. that's part of it. That it's not just playing the games. It's, you know, I built this. Even though it's just all plug and play at this point, um, I, I think that's just a big part of it. I think people like tinkering. I don't. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I, I don't. I'm not saying I have a problem with it. I just don't understand why you would. Um because it's not the gaming pc itself that matters it's the journey it's, it's, the it's journey putting it together yeah that's that's what yeah. it's about okay. and i i get it. it's the same way with these people that build these racing sims where they have three screens and a, I mean it costs more than an actual car yeah you know the high-end one of those systems that you you source the different parts and the cage that the seat goes in and a shifter yeah. and a steering wheel and the screens and you're talking twenty five thousand dollars with the high end pc to drive it all and it's like and they got pneumatic so the whole thing kind of moves and uh, it looks amazing but you could you could have freaking bought a yaris for that price you could bought a corolla you could buy i mean come on what are you doing but it's it's the it's the whole you know getting there and making
1: it i think that's what it is so what you've just said reminds me about one gift i did get on christmas day from my mother that um i will have to report back to you on Alexander and I have both been given a, uh, and one of these experience days where we get, um, get an hour in a fighter jet simulator.
0: Wow, that'd be cool.
1: Like a, you know, like a full mm-hmm. military simulator, not just, you know, um, a, a PC, but actually a full motion simulator. Uh,
0: and uh, I'm looking forward to that. I almost got an invite. I backed out because I was doing some work for the balloon festival many years ago online and they thought it would be cool to do um some video on the the website and uh i didn't do it but one of the things that they were talking about was possibly riding with the thunderbirds right uh no those guys are uh no i'm not doing that yeah i'm not scared of flying obviously we both you know flown all over the place but yeah that's different than being in a fighter jet pulling 10 gs hmm.
1: yeah i did when i was when I was um, at school at boarding school I did some uh, air experience stuff with the RAF where you would go up in a in a dual control um turboprop plane um kind of the, the thing was called a chipmunk it was a trainer it was you know it was it was, it was what they used in the 50s to train air, air, right. um, train combat pilots so, but the thing, this thing was full aerobatic capable, uh, and we would go up and we would learn how to fly, uh, and then we would get to do, uh, you know, loops and rolls and barrel rolls and all that stuff as well. And um, so it was a lot of fun. But I tell you what, I wouldn't do it nowadays because um, the stresses on your body from doing that you just don't realize what they are until you actually try it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. interested.
1: Yeah, uh, and so, I mean, I am, and, but I and, and, and that would be turned dialed up to eleven in a fighter jet versus a. Uh, you know, a prop-driven thing from the 50s, so... Uh, well,
0: they, they put a puke bag back there for a reason.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, we all had them, and um, don't think I ever used mine. I did once nearly make the pilot panic. <laughs> we're, we're in this plane, so the, the way it works is you're sat in front of him, and you have a, a literally a stick in front of you, um, and so he hands control to you. It's very formal. He said, you have control. There you go. You got I have control. And then he goes, right, he said, what I want you to do is to line up the plane... Towards that cloud bank on the left. So I turn the plane towards it. He says, right, he says, now you see at the bottom of the cloud bank there's a separate layer of cloud. I want you to point the nose down towards that. So I push the foot stick forward a bit. And he goes, No, a little bit more than that. So I push it forward a little bit more. He goes, No, a little bit more than that. Well I pushed it very far forward. <laughs> and all I heard from this actual RAF pilot in the back was, Christ, not that much as he exit
0: you're, you're evil. <laughs> I was just doing what I was told, man. Well, you know. So, with yeah. that, we're going to wrap up Tech Fan. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. We'd love to get feedback from you. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com. You can find us both on Twitter and Facebook under Tech Fan Podcast. And of course, we hope that you listen and enjoy our sister show, which is The Geeks Pub and we'll be doing that next week we've got a lot of stuff david's behind he hasn't seen the new spider-man yet (laughs) um we've got a lot of things to discuss over there including the matrix including eventually spider-man i'm dying for david to see it because there's so much to discuss Uh, and of course book of boba fett will be out before then as well yeah yeah we're going to talk about the first episodes of i'm hoping they release two episodes but i bet it's only going to be one Hmm. it's a big release for them they and yeah but they did two on Hawkeye, which you haven't got caught up on yet. And I'm dying to uh, talk to you about that as well. Just a whole lot more stuff to discuss on Geeks Pub uh, because we're getting that content. We're just not getting anything on the technical side, you know, the technology side that it is firing us up and all to talk about. Yep. Unless we're missing something. Let us know. The show at techfanpodcast.com David, I'll see you in a week. See you then.